NBA is intending on moving forward, uh, and they're doing everything that they can to ensure that there will be an NBA playoffs that goes from July uh, probably into and through the month of August. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of April 26th, 2020. This is episode 81. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. We'll be back after these brief messages. And now, on with the show. It's hard to stop saying how life has changed completely. And this is something that we have never experienced before in our lifetime and hopefully never experience again. And I've said it before and I'm going to have to keep saying it again until hopefully one day this all becomes history. But speaking of history, um, I don't always get into sports on this show, but it is Disney related. So I definitely wanted to get involved on this is that. Someone wrote how the NBA, the NBA decided that, you know, it was talking about doing, uh, continuing on with their season. So it's league baseball and all that. But someone wrote about how the NBA should bring their games to Disney World. And this intrigued me. And I thought this was a brilliant idea. So I decided to bring on this gentleman. And his name is Kevin Smith. He writes for, uh, he wrote the article for Yahoo Sports. Kevin, how are you doing? Thank you for coming. <laughs> it's Keith. Keith, oh my goodness, you're, you're not Kevin Smith? What do you mean you're not you Kevin Smith? You know, what's Smith? funny is if I had a dollar every time someone did that on a podcast or a radio hit or a couple times on TV, man, I wouldn't have to work anymore, period. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, and if you work, Keith Smith, you know, that would be, uh, that would work out right. for you. Yeah, I'd be like doing Kevin okay Smith. right now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd be doing good. You'd be up here in New Jersey instead of down there in Orlando. It's, it's something like that. But Keith, I apologize. Um, <laughs> so, how are you doing? How's everything? We're we're doing okay. You know, we're hanging in there. We're we're just staying home, uh, like everybody else is. Our daughters doing the virtual school stuff here in uh, in Central Florida in the Orlando area. My my wife is thankfully still working, and and I'm uh, piecing it together as best I can through uh, freelance work and and things like that. So we're 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 hanging in there. We're we're doing okay. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, I'm I'm glad everyone's safe and, and doing well and hopefully continues that way. And uh, hopefully we see the end of this real soon. Yeah, that's the hope, right? We're, we're, you know, if we just all keep doing our part, we'll get there quicker than everybody trying to rush things. I think it's just, you know, we got to let this thing run its course and do our part by staying home as much as we can and only going out when we need to. Absolutely. As my, my wife, the nurse, will tell you, everyone stay home and stay away from each other. Yep, <laughs> that's about the whole of it. That's what she tells me every night. Stay away. <laughs> anyway, um, family show. So you've had, like me, a prior relationship with Disney. Do you want to talk? Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, yeah. I uh, Up until uh, late February of this year, so only a couple months ago, I worked for the Walt Disney Company for nearly 20 years. Uh, I started there as an intern uh, as part of their college program uh, back in the year 2000, and then I did... Um, 
that my first job with Disney, still one of the best jobs I've ever had. I was a train conductor on the Walt Disney World Railroad, oh, and awesome. I absolutely loved it. I had a blast. It was a great, you know, great college program job. I met uh, uh, some fantastic roommates through through that experience. One one of my roommates, I still speak with him every single Sunday. Uh, we have a shared love of sports, so our our conversations started out based around sports, and we talk about that day's NFL games and the like, and if it was the fall, and then uh, as we both got older and now we have children it's graduated into we talk a lot more about our families and those but but loved it um yeah and then i, I still very clearly remember calling home to my folks it was probably right around thanksgiving or so and saying hey disney does this thing you can extend and and stay on the college program and them saying you're crazy come home and finish school what's wrong with you you know and i um and not, now that i'm older and i have a daughter of my own i realize mom and dad are usually right right they, they've got your best interest right. in mind Yep. So I, I went home, I finished up school, but I stayed connected to the company that entire time. I went seasonal. I was a campus rep for the college program back home uh, in Massachusetts. And then as soon as school ended, I came back down as a, another internship. Uh, back then they called them advanced internships. Now they're called professional internships working in the college housing department. I went full time in that department. Uh, there and then from there I moved into a role at casting I used to answer the job line so hundreds and hundreds of phone calls a day about working at uh, Disney and ESPN and we answered the overflow calls for Disneyland and in the Ooh. like and it was uh, it was absolutely amazing and um, a lot of people would call and say hey I have an interview at Disneyland in 10 minutes and I'm sitting at the McDonald's I can't find the building and you know we'd have, let me level with you I'm actually in Orlando um, yeah, I don't yeah. know where you know McDonald's is uh but let me let me help you out here you see the big green and yellow building can you find that yeah that's where you're headed uh so i did that for a while and then i moved into the workforce management area uh at the time it, that's what it's called currently it's had multiple iterations of names uh but what i did was i did all the cast member schedules for uh areas at the coronado springs resort so i did that for uh several uh months there and then i moved over to doing uh workload and staffing work workload is uh Think of it as uh, how many people we need and when we need them, not necessarily who mm -hmm. those people are. Uh, the staffing side is how many part-time, full-time, seasonal, college program, the like we need to hire. So I did that for a while. And then that was when the company moved my wife and I to California. Uh, oh. We lived out in California for a year and a half working at Disneyland. Uh, I, so I now know where that McDonald's is and the, it's right across diagonally from the big green and yellow building. I don't know how they couldn't find it, but that's okay. Um, and then There's uh, so many buildings in California. Right? You know. <laughs> that's it. And then after a year and a half in California, we wanted to come back here to Florida. All of our family and friends are here on the East Coast. So we wanted to be back here. Uh, we moved back here, uh, stayed in the workforce management area for the remainder of my time with Disney. I did a handful of different jobs there. My most, my, my most recent, but my last job with the Walt Disney company was working at Animal Kingdom Lodge as the labor training integration manager. So my team handled all of these schedules for Animal Kingdom Lodge, as well as all the training. I was the, the leader of that team. They're part of the leadership team for Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, it was kind of a dream for me. I love animals and it's my favorite resort on property. Uh, so that was a very uh, nice 
way to finish up. But uh, then it was time for me to chase my dream of covering the NBA full time. I had been doing it uh, part time, if you will. Um, really, it was if you'd ask my family and friends, it was a second full time job is mm-hmm. really what it become. And I, I was doing that for approximately five ish, six ish, seven ish years, somewhere in that range uh, with increasing responsibility. I was using all of my vacation time from Disney to go to NBA events like NBA Summer League, uh, taking time off to cover the playoffs and go to various games and the like and in all that. And it had finally hit a point where I'd put together enough freelance and part-time work to be able to um, get into the, uh, the, to get into doing, uh, covering the league full time, and it was uh, it was uh, three glorious weeks of wow. <laughs> doing that yeah. before before everything shut down due to the coronavirus. So I uh, I absolutely loved it. It was great. It was uh for the, I, probably the most sleep I had gotten in th- in uh, three weeks and in, in a very long time. Most most nights it was pretty rough. I was uh, up covering NBA games because I live on the East Coast. I would be up till one thirty or two in the morning. And then I would, um, you know, get up for work at Disney around five thirty, six o'clock in the morning to get our daughter off to school, and then then I uh, get into to the office there at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So it was get, it was really becoming a grind. Uh, it was getting really hard. So I was really enjoying it. And then you know this uh, pesky virus had to shut us all down. But you know we're we're gonna make it work. We're gonna come back out of this and be just fine. Absolutely, absolutely. It sounds kind of like Walt's hours when he was working. Yeah, he would <laughs> yeah, stay right? up working on the project late hours. Go to sleep, then wake up in the morning, drive the, his girls to school, and uh, go get right back to it. But uh, yeah, uh, congratulations on your time with Disney and now reaching your dream of writing for the uh, with the NBA and, and uh, making that your full-time job. Sorry that it's on hiatus at the moment. Yeah, but it's okay. This too you know, shall I've pass. Got, yeah, absolutely. And I've got a couple outlets, Yahoo Sports, that, that has kept me on. Uh, SB Nation, uh, I cover the Boston Celtics for them, specifically for a site called Celtics Blog. Uh, so they've been able to keep me on and keep me in work, which, which is good. Um, I had Excellent. been working for NBC Sports and Slam Magazine. And then those are, those are two two areas, unfortunately, had to furlough me. Unfortunately, you know what happened. But the, the high likelihood is, had I stayed with Disney, I likely would have been furloughed as well as, you know, Know, several tens of thousands cast members uh were here in florida so you know so everything works out the way it's supposed to yes yes so one way or another you'd be sitting here <laughs> <laughs> likely yes like most people <laughs> what was your reaction whenever the nba commissioner came out and said you know what we're stopping all these games for the remainder of the 1920 season you know we're grinding right now all games that's it yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was, it was a mixture of surprise, but also, all right, it makes sense. Um, the night that happened for your listeners who maybe aren't big sports fans, they had already kind of decided that a handful of the teams, and it was looking more and more like it's going to be every team, would play their next set of games without fans present. They would still play. They would still broadcast the games, but there would be no fans uh, present in the arenas. The Golden State Warriors were already had announced that that was going to be their game the next night. And when, when the NBA paused, what happened that night was a Utah Jazz player. They, they were getting ready to play the Oklahoma City Thunder, and their game was about to tip off, and it got delayed. And no one really knew what was happening. And then there, then pretty quickly thereafter, it came out that one of the, the Utah players had uh, tested positive for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And immediately they um, 
they shut that game down and then they 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 um they said you know what we're not going to play tonight this is done send everybody home uh they made a very kind of now looking back on a kind of an eerie announcement in the arena of uh you know you're all safe but you know where tonight's game has been postponed we're going to ask everyone to leave um with that and then uh shortly thereafter the sacramento kings and new orleans pelicans were supposed to play a game that was going to be broadcast live on espn uh late, later that same evening and one of the officials for that game had worked a utah game just either the night or before or the night before that uh oh. who was going to referee that game and they um the players were not comfortable with with playing at that point and there was a lot of talk of well maybe he just won't work the game and that and then i think at that point the nba said you know what this is crazy we can't do this we'll finish the games that are already underway because i think at that point you know why not yeah. everybody's already there um so they finished those games that were underway but the rest of the night was wiped out and then adam silver the commissioner of the nba said that's it we're suspending all operations uh for the for you know indefinitely and initially it was two weeks as i think that that was what we're all hearing right and every yeah at first it's just I mean, two weeks yeah, and this will blow over weeks and we'll be all good and then you know here here we are now at the end of april um over a month and a half later and you know it's you know i'm not saying it's the wrong thing to to do because i you know wholeheartedly supported but yeah i was stunned when the nba made that decision it was really uh quite surprising um that that's the direction they went but but it made a lot of sense too and there was a lot of us speculating i think it's only a matter of time before the league has to shut all this down and there was already players who were saying i don't want to play without the fans present and those kind of things and and now you know here here we are the nba continues to say you know uh, may 1st they're hoping to have more decisions about the remainder of the season uh and we'll, we'll see if that's where it ultimately goes yeah, I mean, I've even I've heard um, Adam Schefter talk about it. He's on the NFL end. If you have the games without the fans, the the long term implication is salary caps on the teams and yes. majority of the income for the owners and for the teams, just the teams in general, comes through the attendance. So you don't have people coming in. You're going to have the financial implications uh, in the long term because let's face it, a lot of the players, some of the players may you know, decide to restructure their contract to be able to to help the team out. You can't say everyone will. So yeah, and that, it, that's it's, a, it's hard to say on that. And I apologize for interrupting in the NBA. Nope. One of the things I cover uh, specifically for the NBA is their, their collective bargaining agreement and their salary cap. That's, that's uh, something that I write about quite often. And one of the things is the NBA, that's does not really a thing in the NBA. Like it is in the NFL. You'll hear it. You know, I'm a Patriots fan every year was Tom Brady, you know, restructured and he's taking less money so that they can sign, you know, X, Y, and Z player and, and all that. And uh, in the NBA, their CBA doesn't allow for that. It's not something players can do. So the NBA contracts are a lot more locked in and guaranteed uh-huh. okay. than the uh, NFL contracts are. But it, but other than that, it's the exact same thing. There's there's going to be a pretty big hit here that yeah. comes to to the uh, to the uh, NBA one way or another for um, for this. If they they aren't able to play games, you'll you'll lose not only the uh, revenue from in the stadiums, but you also lose all the revenue from the fans as well, uh, which would be a little tricky. You know, you get yeah, some of it through merchandising, yeah. but uh, it's it's not doesn't make up for uh, the cheeks in the seats, as it were. And you're <laughs> the expert it. on this stuff, so hey, whatever inputting, <laughs> correct it, correct me when you you know it needs to be because you know this stuff better than I do. I'm the so, you know I'm, I'm the you're the sports guy. I'm the I'm just the guy sitting here with the microphone. Um, so 
you came up with this radical idea. There, there was talks of, okay, we'll start the, start it back up without fans and we'll, we'll try maybe isolate uh, where we're going to do everything. And they were talking about Vegas, Atlantic city and some other places. And you came up with the idea of Walt Disney world. Yeah. Where'd you, how'd you come <laughs> upon this other than the fact that you like working there? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's funny. I've uh, jokingly said to a lot of people and had it said to me is you might be the only guy in the world who was positioned to write this article um you know because of my my experience with disney my experience covering the league uh so what i'll say is initially right it was it was everything's gonna be shut down for two weeks and i wasn't i was like all right you know it, it'll be like an all-star break right we'll we'll yeah. all go away for a couple weeks and and we'll, we'll chill out and, and relax and then we'll call it good and one of the things that i realized um uh pre- pretty quickly thereafter was that it was um it was going to be more than that, right? It was going to be uh, longer. And the longer it went on, the more I got thinking about, all right, well, what's going to happen with this season? And there's been all sorts of speculation of, well, you know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And what the more and more it started coming out of single site idea, uh, that's kind of the, the terminology that's been used, gather the league together in one place and call it, call it good. And that's how we're going to progress with the season. One of the things I really thought of was, well, you know, geez, uh, a lot of these places don't make a lot of sense. They, I know that they don't have the basketball facilities or they don't have the hotels and housing and they're, they're, they're big public cities. They're going to be hard to create the bubble. And the more I thought about it, I said, you know, Disney makes, makes all the sense in the world. They've, they've, they've got the hotels. That's not a problem, right? You, it, especially where the parks are not open right now. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the resort is closed if, if you will. Um, so that's a no, no problem. Um, you know, I know your fans, uh, uh, will know. Oh, but for any of the sports fans listening in who are Disney fanatics, um, they are, uh, you know, anywhere between 300 rooms and 3000 room uh, resorts. So yeah. so you can definitely cover the, res- the the rooms with no problem there. You also need basketball facilities. Well, Disney's got the ESPN Live World of Sports Complex. They've got three uh, venues that are already set up to do basketball there, to broadcast all the games there, to uh, they've got room for practices, games. They've got room for medical and treatment facilities right on site there at the sports complex room to do uh things like film and video watch and all that stuff that uh professional teams need you've you've got all that set up fairly easily and then you need to be able to create the bubble uh dr fauci has talked the only way he can see pro sports coming back is if you do it in a bubble everyone's uh quarantined in there well other places can do that, but no one can do that quite as easy as Disney. One of the things is in the article I wrote about, you know, Pop Century and Art of Animation because they're right down the street from the sports complex, you know, right. just a stone's throw away. But you could use really any of the hotels on property if you want to isolate it. And Disney is has that ability to say, hey, this chunk of property. No one, no one allowed in and out, but people who are related to this and that's it. Um, you know, and once, once you're in, you're in, and that's going to be how it is and leave that, you know, to, uh, Disney and the NBA security to work together to police how they're going to do that uh, versus a Las Vegas. Now I'm very familiar with Las Vegas. I'm out there every summer for the NBA summer league. Um, 
they they've got the hotels. They can probably pull off the basketball facilities, but not quite as easily as Disney. Um, d- despite the fact that they play summer league there, those teams have to scatter all over the uh, Vegas area to find practice facilities to practice for summer league, uh, where Disney could provide that in one place. But if you've ever been to the UNLV campus, it's right there. It's 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 very hard to close that down. And the hotels are close, but they're not right there there you're gonna have to travel um you know pretty good distance from the hotels there so that's tough um yeah the hotel's not on the strip you actually do have a little bit of a hike as as much as everyone thinks they're right on top of each other there's actually several miles those yeah it's yeah absolutely you're you're gonna yeah you're gonna make a a little bit of a distance there and anytime you've got that distance you have the the potential something could happen in between right that Mm -hmm. you don't want to happen there and then you know and disney being private property they can really do whatever they want as they so often do they want to close down roads they close down roads and they call it this road is closed you know figure out another way way around um broadcast uh uh facility it's all set up sports complex they already broadcast the college basketball tournament from there every year they do uh cheer and dance competitions they do the junior nba championships their aau competitions all sorts of stuff the atlanta braves did their spring training there all the way up through uh 2019 um the tampa bay bucks were there for their training camp for a while um you the mls uh they weren't an mls team then but orlando city soccer uh when they were still a minor league club that was their home field was, was at sports complex. So they've had everything there. They, they can even do at the NFL, season. um, the, the pro day, uh, stuff. yeah. Pro Bowl stuff is there. Yep. There. Yep. Yeah, you do the Disney Channel, a lot of Disney Channel things go go through there and are held there. So that part's very easily done. That's not not an issue. Uh, NBA and Disney, fantastic working relationship, right? Uh, uh, one of the NBA's biggest uh, TV partners is ESPN ABC. Uh, they they broadcast more games than anybody else does each year. So. Mm-hmm know that they're you know very well uh, ingrained there uh with that and then you know it's it, it may be comical to some because it certainly is to me but only helps this idea is our governor here in florida ron desantis has deemed pro sports essential services <laughs> so that you know uh, <laughs> only helps things along you know and they, <laughs> i can see kind of the exasperation <laughs> on your face that's 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 how i feel but in this this case I'm going to spin it as, hey, well, it's positive if you want to have the NBA. No, in some ways, I I get it. I get because it's not essential as in, you know, it's not a food supplement. It's not delivering stuff that people need to their houses. It's not a hospital. Yeah. But on the mental aspect, and that's what half this battle is that I think a lot of people aren't realizing is the mental aspect of mental health, of entertainment. You know, okay, you watch the same police dramas on TV and whatnot, but at one point or another, you've seen it. Usually at this point of the the year, a lot of the TV shows are winding down and they're going into the stuff that they were just filming as far as reality TV and whatnot for the summer, the cheaper summer fill-ins. Yeah. And a lot of that guy had to get stopped and pushed back. American Idol had to stop production. America's Got Talents had to stop production. Um, all Survivor had to stop production. So you're not getting new seasons of that anytime right. soon. Yep. Well, so one you of the need, things... you need the sports just in just for usually it's relatively family friendly entertainment. Yeah, one of the things uh, somebody within the sports world reached out to me and said is, I like the idea for no other reason than maybe that does help keep people home 
a little bit more people are dying for sports here and i know mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who who are sports aren't what matters right now and they, compared to a lot of other things 100 percent correct yeah, yeah i agree with that but you know if that can be entertainment that keeps you know couple million people home that would have been out and about anyway well then that's great right if if you know if there's a handful of nba games on each day and that keeps you on the couch then so much the better and that's you know one of the things i think we're gonna get a real good sense tonight with the nfl draft when we wake up tomorrow and we're told you know x amount of people watch the nfl draft compared to usual i think we're gonna get a real sense for what the appetite is for sports yeah. uh, here in the united states and really around the world and i think think you know the nba is is very much a global game now oh, it's, it's, it's all over the world and it's uh you know one of those things where i think this could be you know one of the one of those pieces there one, one thing i do want to touch on um and me and yeah. i apologize if i'm stepping on a question you were going to ask because uh-huh. this one comes up a lot but i tried to keep this out of the written piece because it, it was more focused around the uh the the uh, NBA side of it, the Disney side is a lot of folks have come to me and said, yeah, but if you're going to put all these players in hotels, you need someone to feed them. You need, you know, housekeeping services there. You need people to do X, Y, and Z bus drivers to cart them back and forth. Um, some people who are, I think are a little less initiated in the Disney side have said, well, would you open up the parks for the players and their families on their off days? That's a lot harder than than I think people realize. You know, yeah, it's not, people, not a simple task. No, and I don't think people realize just having you know one ride open. How many folks you know Space Mountain? How many people work it takes to run just you know say Space Mountain? Right. Um, but one of the things I you know say to that is well we're at you know seventy to eighty thousand Disney cast members have been furloughed. Um, you would be able to work out I believe with relative ease an ability to get some of them to come back to work. Even if that meant that they had to agree to be quarantined themselves uh, within this bubble that is created, if that's a way they can continue to work and make money, I believe you can do that. One of the things Disney does all the time is we uh, it's not a quarantine, but it's a shelter in place order whenever there's hurricanes and yeah. uh, we get everybody we need to cover those hurricane ride out crews. Now, that's you're signing up for that knowing max you're probably there three four days you know at the most and this you're probably talking a month or two but i think you would get enough people to say you know hey i'm single or you know i don't have kids to worry about i don't have anybody i gotta take care of at home no no pets i just need to make simple i need the money yeah exactly and that's the other thing too And and i and i think you know this is again the economy of scale with Disney, right? Is when you're talking, you've got you know uh, several you know tens of thousands of people who are out of work. Uh, you know, you can pretty easily get to the amount of people I think you need that will jump back at, hey, I can work again. Yeah. Absolutely, I'll come back. And and it's also this is a great thing about Disney too. You you know, let's say they do house players at uh, you know Caribbean Beach or Riviera Resort or something like that. Is you don't necessarily have to be a cast member there if you're you know food and beverage from Magic Kingdom. Well, you know, cooking uh, cooking food in one of those places is pretty pretty similar to cooking food at the Magic Kingdom. And I think that is, uh, you know, what, what unfortunately I think a lot of folks miss, you know, at times is, you know, how, you know, uh, yeah, that Disney is uniquely positioned to make a lot of things work that a lot of other places aren't. Um, and yep. that's, you know, I think something that's very, very important to keep in mind as well within uh, this discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've um, been to Vegas and I, I'm in New Jersey, as most people listen to the show know. And, you know, Atlantic City, right, right down the, the uh, Garden State, beautiful Garden State Parkway from me. And to try and shut that down, create a security bubble. They've been trying to figure that out for years <laughs> in Atlantic City. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's not happening. And again, you just don't have the, the type of facilities as much. You do have a lot of hotels and stuff, um, and nice larger resorts, but it's not Disney. If I remember my stats correctly is the second largest hotel region in the world. I think only to Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. They have more hotel rooms than any, you know, anywhere else in the world. Um, Again, bar in Las Vegas, but they offer the like you said, it's a it relative. It's pri- a private property the size of the island of Manhattan, and larger than the island of Manhattan. So for them to be able to close off sections of road or just close off the entire section of property, there's only you know X amount of ways to get in and out of that property. That's easy for them to shut down. Um, you know, they could shut the entire property down. Yeah. And you got more than enough spaces to be able to facilitate. You just, like you said, open up two, maybe three resorts. You could still minimally staff it. Okay, so what if they don't get their rooms, you know, the the bed linen changed every day? Well, you know, I think they will put up with that. I'm sure most of them don't change their bed linens every day at their house. <laughs> sure. You know, and, and um, you know, I think too, one, one of the things is, you know, people will say things like, you know, well, NBA players aren't staying in, you know, Pop Century, a value resort, you know. Well, I well, think. Yeah, can, people, you, can you imagine James Harden coming into Pop Century and trying to, or, or better yet, Taco Fall, the tallest yeah. NBA player at seven foot yeah. five, trying to stay in one of those beds? You know, what I think people forget, though, is, is the fact that, yeah, that's fine, but Disney could, if need be, you can push the beds together you can reconfigure the rooms however you need to the nba player you know the uh even the four seasons you know where a lot of these teams stay traveling all around the 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 country and those type of resorts they don't have beds that fit seven foot five people yeah. either you know yeah. so they make it work they push beds together these guys have all been been used to that and again they're a lot of the nba players are not dissimilar from the rest of us now they're the kind of money we're talking about is a lot more money than you know 99.9 percent of the world but mm-hmm. they're at risk of losing money as well uh, after may 1st uh, they get paid twice a month on the first and 15th is how the nba pay schedule works for the vast majority of the players effective may 1st is the last uh full paycheck these players will receive uh they will start losing uh 25 of each paycheck effective the 15th now that money's going to go to go into an escrow account and hopefully be held to protect everybody's best interest down the line um but it's not going to come to them if there's a way to say hey you can recoup you know 20 of that and you're only going to lose five these players will jump at that opportunity and say yeah hey i'm back in you know give me back in i'm ready to go you talk about, I mean, your big stars, that's one thing, but there's a lot of guys that are spend majority of the game on the bench who aren't yeah. making these huge, huge paychecks that some of these other guys are that, yeah, they're jumping at the bit. You know, I want to get back out there because I have a family to feed. I need to eat or, you know, pay for my house, my rent, whatever. So yeah. just like everybody Absolutely. else, they need their money too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I, I saw in your article you mentioned about Art of Animation. I just recently stayed there. Beautiful resort. Very yeah. nice, spacious. You can actually fit a fair number of team members in one room. Um, and it, yeah, and that's know, the or, other thing. I think you know, folks, people focus on the players. The facilities. There, there, there's 15 to 17 players per team uh, on each NBA team. But uh, the Utah Jazz, for example, when they traveled to that game in Oklahoma City, they had 58 people 
uh, with them. So I think people underestimate just how many people are with the team. You have you have coaches, you have trainers, you have PR people, you have uh, the equipment people, you have the, the team physicians and the team doctors. You've got a lot of people who are with uh, each team as they go about their day and are getting into things. And I think that's what people kind of forget is they start to look at these things and say, well, you know, yeah, LeBron James is not staying at Pop Century. No, but LeBron James, a Equipment guy can probably stay a pop Absolutely. just fine. You know, and that, that's what I think kind of gets gets forgotten a little bit there. And again, it all comes down to do you want to play or not? Do you want to be able to make money? And more often than not, just like with everybody else, the answer is yes. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to play. I do want to make money. And that becomes a thing, you know, that I think people overlook because it's, you know, they, they, they go right to these guys are, you know, making, you know, $30 million a year. Some of them, well, some of them are, some of them are making, you know, it's, it's the minimum in the leagues, just shy of a million. So let's not pretend like they're, they're hurting. Um, but you uh, know, that million doesn't stretch as far as people think for, uh, the way these guys play. A lot of these guys come up and it's, um, you know, Oh, Hey, you made the NBA now. Cause they think everybody makes, you know, 20, $30 million a year. And the guy's making you know about 800 900,000 but then it's support you know 15 family members as you came up and all those kind of things and that gets you know that that money goes pretty pretty quickly and that's also just like me right if i if i told you what what i make is just like anybody else basically you half it right because yep. you know taxes and, and i don't have an agent so i'm not paying an agent fee and all these other fees and half the money is you know chunk of the money's held in this escrow account anyway and all those things so that's where you know a uh, million dollars isn't a million dollars it's still a heck no. of a lot better than most folks are doing out there but it's uh you know th- those are the guys who are yeah i'm ready to go you know i'll, I'll sleep at pop century oh absolutely and i yeah. remind people when they you know they hear about some of these sports contracts that you know, they're getting that for the time that they're playing. Correct. And most, you know, 30, 40, they're done. Then yep. what? Yep. So, yeah, that's they're it. Smart, yeah. They're investing the that money. NBA, but, yeah, yeah, average NBA career is about three and a half years, um, you know, for, for these guys. So and then, then they're out of the NBA. So, so yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, you got to you, you gotta make it work. But, but yeah, you know, there there's, you know, and, and I look at it as those are fairly minor things. You know, if the uh, higher echelon people want to stay at, you know, Grand Floridian or, uh, you know, Riviera or stay at the the Four Seasons at the property. Yeah, you got the. Yeah, yeah, uh, you'll figure all those things out without an issue. You know, there's a there's a there's a easy, you know, easily done, you know, there if they really want to. Exactly. Um, Like how. How would you see this working within it? You you start explaining uh, some of it. Like, how do you see the the daily stuff between, you know, the training and, um, you know, the scheduling of games? Sure. Well, let the the way I kind of envision this is the HP Fieldhouse is kind of your prime venue at Wide World of Sports. That is the uh, one that that most people are probably familiar with because that one's where they host the college basketball tournament over Thanksgiving week every year. Uh, so that one's ready to go right away. That would be kind of your prime setup uh, for these games and get in there and get that going. Uh, the the other two venues are the Visa Center. Uh, the Visa Center is the way I've been kind of describing it to everybody is think of it as somewhat of like an airplane hangar uh 
where it's it's able to be just this big wide open space that you can configure into just about whatever you need. I've mm-hmm. been in there for the junior NBA championships as well as the AAU national championships and other basketball tournaments, and I've seen as many as uh, 10 to 12 full-size regulation courts going at a time in there. And then you have uh, – Quite, quite aptly named the arena uh, it doesn't have a corporate <laughs> sponsor on that one uh, that was primarily built for the cheerleading and dance competitions um, as they continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger but what they did because Disney always does things you know with more than one idea in mind yep. is that's a multi-purpose space as well and you can configure that into uh, I believe you can fit between three and five courts in there so kind of my general thought is you could do the HP Fieldhouse in the arena as your kind of game courts set those up that's where we're going to play games Games. Uh, these these facilities are all broadcast ready and ready to go uh, fairly easily set up there and then you would use the visa center that's where you would set up multiple courts you can do the uh, they have all these uh, privacy curtains you can hang up um, you can set a schedule for the teams that the lead could say okay uh, you know um, Boston Celtics you're in here from 9 to 10 and uh, you know Los Angeles Lakers you're coming in from you know 10 to 11 and, mm-hmm. and just set up that schedule throughout the day for those teams to get them ready to go these teams are very used to that anyway. They, they're very used to coming in. I don't think the average folks know how often an NBA team comes into to a city. And uh, one of the things that they do before a game is they do what's called a shoot around. Uh, a lot of times it's a game day practice. Um, where they, they come in, they, they kind of loosen up and get some shots up, and the coaches will go over, hey, this is the plan for tonight's game. Those are regularly held at high schools or at YMCA's yeah. or wherever it is you know, nearby in that city. They're, they're, they're very rarely are they going direct to the arena that they're going to play in uh, and do it there. Some teams do that. It's it's all dependent on what they want and you know who they know around the league and relationships with, you know, mm-hmm. oh, hey, this guy who played for me you know, years ago, now he's the high school coach at this school nearby and we'll drop in on his school but it's not people like to think of these as a private locked down facilities no 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 one can get in and out if anything at disney they may get actually a little more privacy than than what they're used to because you could kind of control it but but it can all be set up you know with relative ease and and one of the things that i continue to say is when you're talking about uh weird times you might have some weird measures and you know what we might need to all be you know okay with you know this looking a lot different than what we're used to but but if we're going to make it work we're going to make it work Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, especially years ago in the what the seventies, you know, for teams to to practice in in schools and stuff, that was not uncommon because you didn't have these big training facilities that a lot of the teams have now. And um, you know, to be able to go back to that, or like you said, it's actually probably a nicer facility than what they are used to practicing at on the road. Yeah, and it can be. Yeah, you think probably in some ways, a lot of them. I'm sure the novelty of playing at Disney World at the ESPN Water Sports <laughs> and be able to do this, you know, probably will be the highlight of a lot of the players' careers. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's you know something where NBA players are pretty adaptable. They'll they'll you know run with a lot of different things, and a lot of times it's as simple as get me on the court, you know, and ready to go, and like, let's do this, you know, and off, off we go. You know, I've heard people say things like they should set up a court on Main Street. Well, you know, let's not get too silly here. That's well, outside. Yeah, that's... It's Florida. It's uh you know we're rapidly approaching our rainy season here. It's gonna start raining you know every afternoon here. So let's not every let's day not at two o'clock. Nuts, you know? but yeah, it's it's you know people will they put that ice rink you know in uh you know on main street that one together was one time and they put the swimming pool in one time you know those those kind of things so let's not get too nuts about what you know what we can and can't do here (laughs) but let's uh you know but the facilities are there they they can pretty easily do what they need to do within that world 
Yeah, but and to facilitate something like that in a park versus in an already set up sports arena, that, that's two different things. You know, one's a media stunt, and one this is trying to help out a a, a corporation for you know. Correct. In all honesty, you know, the yeah. NBA is a corporation like any other company, and you know, trying to keep them moving. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a big chunk of it, right? You're just trying to get things things back to uh, some semblance of normal, if you can. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, you even point out in the article that both Iger, who's kind of taken the reins back over for the time being, and uh, Silver, the, the head of the NBA, are both kind of fans of each other. Yeah, absolutely. Adam Silver talks regularly of his uh, admiration for Bob Iger and the Disney company and what great partners they've been for the NBA. And Bob Iger is a you know unabashed basketball fan. He uh, grew up a Knicks fan, but now I believe he's a Clippers season ticket holder, um, you know, out there in California. And he yeah. uh, you know talks about going there. I know while I was you know employed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, we hosted him and his family. Uh, they were here for his son to play in a basketball tournament at Wide World of Sports. So I know you know he is. You know, firsthand aware of everything that they can do, and you know, I've talked to folks with you know in and around the league. Um, I've talked to folks with the league office themselves, and and one of the things that they are being very transparent about everything. They are very clear, uh, saying there's you know they're just in the listening phase right now. They're not going to make any decisions for quite some time, but they're willing to listen to any idea. There's no bad ideas. You know, they'll hear them all out and see where it goes. And and there was a lot made. It was I got a chuckle out of it because it was shortly after. The article came out. Bob Iger was on the board of governors call with Adam Silver and all the NBA uh-huh. owners. And people were like, I think they had to have talked about your idea. And, you know, and I laughed and I was like, I wish I had that kind of sway in either yeah, one of those right. worlds. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think everybody appreciates Bob Iger. He was there to kind of talk to the NBA uh, owners about Disney's approach to reopening. And he was very consistent and clear. It's about data and not dates. We're not going to set a date and say that's the date. We're going to wait till the data tells us it's, you know, safe and time to to reopen. And I think that's something that resonates with with the NBA uh, community at large. And I think that's for the um, owners and Adam Silver, because they have that great working relationship with Bob Iger. You can have conversations. And and we all know uh, if you have a good working relationship with someone and a friendship, you mm-hmm. can get past a lot of the nonsense, you know, stuff early on and get right to working. You know, and Absolutely. I think that's something that also favors this plan over some of the others where there's a lot more logistical challenges where I believe the NBA very much believes if Disney says we got it, don't worry about it. We know how to house your people. We'll take care of getting all that set up. We'll get everything going for you on that side. And you also have the Orlando Magic right here in town to kind of be that local liaison if if they need somebody. They could send oh, folks me. over from Magic to say, hey, you know, go over there and work with Disney. Because the Magic, no. All right, they need this. They need that. They need these kind of things. They need access to this. Uh, this is what we're going to do. And they, they can get all that moving very, very easily. Yeah, and they have a relationship actually with Disney too. Um, yeah, absolutely. What they're, they're Jersey sponsors, I yeah, believe. Um, yep, so there, there is a professional relationship between the um, that. So th- there's already the connections. Um, you know, the, more or less, the groundwork is there. It's just a matter of well, health being able to let everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. it really comes down to just you know the, the everyone because the, in the end, it's about everyone being able to stay safe and healthy. So once yeah, we're able to get these things figured out, you know, maybe something like this could come out. If it can't happen for the NBA, Major League Baseball as well, there's plenty of baseball fields there. That yeah, the only, the only thing there's I, other I, options. 
a couple of people have said that is like they, they could play baseball there. They've got all the baseball fields. The only thing is they're set up uh, similarly to a lot of places where it is uh, until until um, they're more set up for the lower levels of baseball. And right, one of the things, as I said, you don't you don't necessarily need your left fielder's head on a swivel because uh, no. you know uh, a uh, home run's coming flying in from the other field and <laughs> you know conks him in the head while he's trying to catch a fly ball. But you know that's it's not to say that they couldn't you know, do, do something and figure it out, you know, maybe you only play the two that are back to back or, you know, something like that. Um, that can be done. Major league soccer as well. The if a lot of Disney people that I've talked to, um, Disney fans and the like folks who are down here, folk, friends of mine who, who are here, you know, every other year or so for vacation, they've never been there. They, they, they've never gone over there. They've, you know, because it's so much about getting your hotel, get to the parks, Disney Springs. I'm going to hit, hit all the, you know, I would need to do rides and all that. Sports complex is massive. It is huge property. You know, yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize once you get past the arenas, which are kind of more on the front end, uh, just how much um, acreage of multi-purpose field space there is uh, behind that place. We play in a, my daughter's soccer team plays in a soccer tournament there every year and they've got you know uh it seems like 50 60 soccer fields you know lined out all over that place to to be set up and that's one of the things as people said could could mls look at doing that I, I think they could probably look at doing that a little bit easier uh than maybe major league baseball but but there's Less that option of well. you know yeah, exactly. And there is that option of, you know, well, maybe we take, you know, the West Coast teams and they're all in Arizona and the East Coast teams are all in Florida somewhere. Maybe Disney gets involved that way. But there's, you know, sports complexes. Uh, if you start talking single site ideas, this is sports complex time to shine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and justify the ESPN even more because like you yeah, said, that's it. it's like it's one of those weird hidden gems as big as it is. Most people don't even know where it is. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I found people... it. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I didn't know where it was until 98 when I was working down there and I'd <laughs> have to drive by to get to the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had people reach out to me and say, well, it's that close to Pop Century and Art of Animation. I'm like, yeah, just, you know, j- just over Osceola Parkway. You can you know? almost walk there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's not that far. Yeah. It's a, not, not that unreasonable of a of an idea. Yeah. And I don't think people realize it's, you know, it's, it's right there. It is yeah. absolutely. Right, right, right there and it's but it's also nice because it's on the edge of property so it would be very easy to say cut, cut. i'm making a hand motion that no one can see but you um, but you know <laughs> yes. cut this uh cut this yeah uh, you know quadrant out you know yeah cut, cut this, put you barricades know, there barricades, you know, barricades there we have that that's it and everybody's you know once you're in you're in no one else is getting in that doesn't need to be no no keith thank you very much fantastic article um please if you haven't read it, everyone, just go there. Go on to uh, you can find it on his Twitter account. I think you Yahoo Sports. Look it up. Definitely worth the read. Very interesting. Very well thought out and argued. Keith, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. That's my primary place. I'm hanging out there a lot at Keith Smith NBA K E I T H S M I T H NBA. It's not I you know for for your Disney fans, it's not a lot about Disney. So you know, but but if you like the NBA, it's a lot about the NBA. Um, and you know, you can find the article. Yeah, you mentioned it. It's at Yahoo Sports. If you if you Google Yahoo Disney NBA, it's the first result. They give you Google Disney NBA. It's one of the first results. Might might get caught up in some NBA experience. Uh, uh, you know related stuff in there but it, but it's it's pretty high on the list as it comes up so yeah please, please by all means check it out you know let us know what you think thank you thank you very much again and uh yeah we'll be talking to you and um yeah stay safe 
Thank you. You stay safe as well. And all your listeners, hope you stay safe, you and yours. Thank you. Again, I want to thank our very special guest, Keith Smith, for joining us this episode. What are your takes on the NBA not only coming back, but coming back at Walt Disney World? Do you think this is a perfect location? Let us know. Join us on the social, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Or our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Also join us on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's. You can email the show with your answers or suggestions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can also leave a voice message through the Anchor app and website. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. Again, how crazy everything is. Even though a lot of us are stuck at home, you'd think we'd have more time, and we really don't. In a lot of ways, we seem to have less time. And the fact that you're able to spend some of that time with me, I really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot to me. It, you know, it. If I could offer a distraction for a little bit of time during your week from all the other madness, then I, I feel like I've done. I've been able to help in some small way, be able to contribute to helping people, and that's what I like to do. But if I could ask one more moment of your time, if you could please let other people know about the show. You know, your friends, family, other Disney uh, fanatics that you know about. Tell them about the show and tell them about Disney Marvels. Also, if you could take another moment, go to iTunes and leave a rating. Review and rating for the show. It really helps that people know about it. Get the, get the word out about the show and gets more people listening. And the more people, the bigger the family. And that's something I've always believed in. A bigger family, better. And I agree. Don't forget also to, su to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you know when the new episode is posted. While you're at it, also consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash DisneyMarvels slash support. Again, that's anchor.fm slash DisneyMarvels slash support. Or find our Patreon page where if you sign up, get some gifts for yourself as well the links are in the show notes remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you whatever you're facing out there no matter how difficult impossible dark and just overwhelming things may seem like it feels like we'll never get out of this endless circle look deep with inside yourself you will find the light. You will find that possibility. You will find that hope that you need to be your hero and get beyond this. Don't give up. Don't ever give up or give in. You are worth it. You are amazing. And you are special. Don't forget that. And I'd like to end this episode with a quote from Walt Disney. I'm interested in entertaining people, in bringing pleasure, particularly laughter, to others rather than being concerned with expressing myself with obscure creative impressions. And that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.